0: hold on i'm just turning off my vacuum cleaner sending Rosie home but i have a new phone so i have to log in to my vacuum cleaner to be able to turn her off again i switched my phones recently and i've
1: not fixed the auth codes yet i'm gonna have to go through and redo all the two factor i've had to do it for a few of them already but i'm like oh man so i gotta go through all the rest of them and redo that
0: i got a couple of new things here. Do you see my uh, I got a new iPhone 12 Ooh. Pro Max? Very fancy. And also, because I listened back to the previous podcast that we did and I heard a lot of popping sounds, so I made myself a pop filter for my Yeti Ooh. mic. I made it. I 3D printed the uh, housing for it and then got a stocking, you know, and cut a little circle out and put it in into the uh filter that i wow added. well you sound great always and and it attached really nicely and neatly to my 3d printed homemade boom arm as well i'm feeling
1: a little inferior in my manufacturing capabilities right now oh, and I my son so is fun. uh he, my son's working on a project to make a grabber arm and uh We've got rubber bands that we're working with, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and some Lego, that'll do, do the
0: trick. <laughs> how
1: have you been doing? I've been well. I uh, The year is almost over, just a couple weeks left, and I'm, I'm pretty excited. There's been a lot of stuff happening in the WooCommerce world where I spend most of my time. Um, also, a fair amount happening in the WordPress world as we're getting closer, I think, what Five sixes around the corner? Not around the corner. The um, five six will happen during this recording.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that's right around the corner.
1: That's like right around the corner.
0: Yeah. Something How like that. How about you? I've been good. Yeah. Getting ready for Hanukkah. And uh, we had a big party at our house over the weekend for one of the boys' birthdays. It was a messy party. We had a big food fight, and I got involved. It was a lot of fun. We were throwing. Pasta and rice and jelly and all sorts of different things. Custard, yeah. Have you ever participated in a food fight? Uh, Not officially, (laughs) but it was
1: not not designated as such. But I have thrown food around uh, in good fun over the years.
0: Yeah. So now I have to mow the lawn and. Uh, sort of hopefully pick up a bunch of those bits of beetroot and gross things, flour that are coagulating in the grass.
1: So WordPress five point six. Uh, that's a good transition. Uh, and to, I've got about I just checked my spin up WP and I've got thirty one sites, like all little side projects or things for friends. And I just realized my my feeling I feel excited about hitting the upgrade. I don't hand, have any sense of trepidation. Maybe it's because none of them are like mission critical sites. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that? Like, I'm like, ooh, 5.6. It feels like a little bit of like an early Christmas type
0: thing. And let's update that and get it rolling. It's had quite a number of release candidates, right? And actually it was supposed to be released a few hours ago. And we had to abort the launch just like another uh, launch was aborted a few, uh, an hour ago or so, uh, The the SpaceX launch. Anyway, uh, and so there's been a lot of testing. I have a lot of trust in the in the community. Right now, WordPress five point five has been downloaded exactly sixty five thousand sorry sixty five million one hundred eleven thousand five hundred and seven times. Oh wow! And five hundred fifteen now, and so it's and. As we prepare for the 5.6 launch, if you go over into Slack and look in core, everybody there is talking about, you know, let's just take a moment and realize the amount of impact that we have by pressing this big launch ah. button. It's not something that's done lightly. Yeah, uh,
1: and that is a, an encouraging thing to hear, and I think it's a, a fair factor in why I feel confident about being able to just press the button and update and and even a little excited about it I, it hasn't always been that way i know i've I've had some traumas in the past of upgrading, oh yeah, uh, which have usually been like plug-in related but uh yeah i'm I'm excited about it and it's 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 amazing to just be able to have these moments of experiencing the benefit of all this collective energy and effort that's gone into making a release happen like there's so much work that goes into it and it's very. Uh, I mean, we've become more efficient over the years and, and, and credit to all the amazing folks involved. And yet there's this something kind of magical and unpredictable about it. Like it's volunteers, people who uh, do incredible work. Not everyone shows up when they said they're going to show up. It's, you know, it's a mix of things. It's all over the board. You don't know always what you don't always know what you're going to get. And what does that look like to guide stakeholders that don't have to be there, uh, and it's it's amazing when it just sort of it comes together and oh, I love it.
0: I just finished the book Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein. Have you oh. have you seen the original or, or read the read the original, Ready Player One? I read part of
1: the book and watched the movie, so I'm I'm familiar with the, the basic premise. How did the second book compare?
0: Look, it's it's not gonna go down in history as a literary triumph, let's put it that way, but it was In the same vein as the original book, it was a lot of fun. And if you're into your 1980s pop culture references, then you'll enjoy it. But more interesting to me is this concept throughout this Ready Player universe, throughout the universe of the Oasis, of Uh having this shared metaverse, this sort of shared reality, virtual reality. You know, right now when we talk about VR, it's sort of like, oh, you put on your headset and you... Open up an app and you're sort of using an operating system. Maybe you're using like the Oculi- Oculus Home. Maybe you're using the Steam VR Home. And then you open an app kind of like you would on your phone. And then maybe that app, you know, you can share experience with people. And that's always pretty magical. But what we don't have is this ready player one vision of you put on your headset and immediately you're transported into this other shared reality where you could yeah. stumble into people and meet new people. And you access new experiences through that shared reality, this alternate reality. You sent me that link to gel the other day. No,
1: go ahead. I think we're going to go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, no, I think I was just going to say that I think that the web is the thing that could get us there. You know, HTTP protocols are sort of already in place. There is already, you know, the concept of a, a metaverse in a sense with the 2D pancake web. And we have uh, technologies like A-Frame and 3JS to help make that 3D aspect of the web work. You you sent me
1: that link to to gel, which is this how would we describe it? Like a another 3D space type thing, but built around collaboration, working together yeah. on things mm-hmm. where you load it up in the browser. It's quite quick. You're dropped into a space with an avatar, which is this smiley face rather than this very, very interesting, very opinionated. I was really impressed. I set up a little instance and just sort of played around with it. Um, for me, playing games, there was some pretty comfortable concepts being able to you know, use the Keys to navigate and move around. I was impressed with the uh, a familiar concept of being able to like hit the forward slash like you do in Gutenberg and then see huh. this list <laughs> of elements, blocks, if you will, that you could drop into this virtual world that you were in. And it's fair; it's quite lo-fi by design, but yet it still had that sense of of presence and being in a space. And yeah, I think. The technology is continuing to evolve in terms of what's capable on our machines and becoming more accessible but it to me is a great example of not being that fancy and yet reminds me of those that idea of being transported right because you don't like minecraft is a great example mm-hmm. of a low fidelity, but you can get lost happily in that world and, and shared experiences together and I think, yeah, there's there's so much opportunity there.
0: Jell has this great concept of worlds, or I, I like to think of them as planets. They're not spherical, uh, which is part of the fun of it, actually. Uh, they're torus shaped There's a whole technical reason behind that, and, and I can really s- imagine a future where we think of virtual planets as being torus shaped donut-shaped. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, That aside, often when I've seen examples of a frame uh, 3D virtual reality web VR, it's been linking to sites through doors or portals, right? So I'm I'm on a site and I can see a door to another site and sometimes I can even get a preview and and look in around the corner at what the site's going to look like when I step through that portal. And that's cool. I think there's a place for that. But the thing that inspired me with gel is what if actually websites were planets not mm. and to travel in between, we travel through this weird empty space that, and maybe we can take our avatar with us, you know, between spaces, and we can tr- take our stuff along with us as well, between worlds, between planets. And instead of, instead of stepping between portals, websites have a sort of spatial relationship with each other. Have you ever tried to imagine what the web would look like if websites were spatially related? Would you link things in terms of uh, uh, what themes would you link things with? Would, would you have like a social corner of the universe or would you have a blog corner of the universe or would you tend to link things like uh, Apple and or tech tech stuff over here with? Over in that corner, with you know, there's a a Facebook-focused tech side of things and an Apple-focused tech side of things. But over in the other corner, you might have I don't know some uh, enthusiast communities, guitar guitar lessons and guitar riffs, uh, uh, tabs, and that sort of thing. How would you organize things spatially on the web?
1: It's really interesting to think about to apply the concept. Think about constraints because with the web, like. So much of what makes it powerful is the lack, like some of, so much of what you can do without physical constraints, right? Like you can instantly be transported to another site and do another thing entirely. And then if you apply this idea of like spatial constraints, it gets interesting, right? It's, it's interesting when you, you have these like low costs, the doing stuff on the web is, is a low marginal cost. And then what does it look like to sort of retroactively apply a constraint to an experience on it? Because the, a space and time are things that we as humans appreciate and value. And if you take all that away, sometimes we it's easy to get lost. It's like the web is, we can't, we can't deal with how many connections there are. So what I'm what I'm imagining, and we've talked a bit about in the past. Like, what if you had, what if you could turn WordPress into a game? Like, you had instances where you had different things happening on it. I could imagine a a plugin for WordPress. Ooh, five and and, just released. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, it's awesome! Down. Hey, it's good it. Yay! Um, I'll go update right now. No, uh, I can imagine a plugin that allowed you to turn your site into this. Like it is now this planet, this space mm. that is gonna be able to connect with others. And within this space, you'll administer it in different ways. I'd love to play with something
0: like that. And what would it look it, like to content manage that space? You know, like <laughs> yeah. would would there be an admin area or would you just dive straight into the world of WYSIWYG 3D editing? You know, do you do you go and what what sort of content exists on a three D web? Do you have all of this text-based content? Do we find other ways of expressing ourselves? I imagine sort of recordings of 3D avatars, you know, in particularly strange environments and going and experiencing those. Like what, what's the equivalent of blog, blogging on um, in a metaverse? Surely yeah. surely it won't be text-based. Will it, will it be audio-based? Will it be video-based or will it be, on, be beyond all of those things? I think gel actually offers
1: some pretty good, at least to me and my current way of thinking about it, some pretty good examples of how you could play with something like that. Imagine this, the space, I'm going to have to come back to that donut thing. Cause I missed that. I saw it as a sphere. I'm not following. I'll have to check that out. It's related to uh, how
0: you can map a flat surface on a sphere is very mapping a flat surface. A grid on a sphere is almost impossible. But, got it.
1: Okay. So, but I can imagine a space pretty easily where it's like, okay, here I have, because putting text on the screen was pretty t- trivial, like, and it kind of worked. And and then if someone wanted to like make it full screen, they could click it, but there's that sense of presence. So I could see posts over here, I had some videos over here, some other elements over here, and then being able to readily create 3D elements. Like, I can see that being like a, a plugin experience on top of WordPress for its accessibility that I could let someone experiment with those things.
0: Establishing spatial relationships between pieces of content is a classic way of having a memory palace too.